Welcome to Amazing Minds Lab podcast. I am your host, Kali Alfaro, psychologist, author, and hypnotherapist. This is a podcast where we are going to look at creating the most amazing mindset for your wellness and success. We are going to look at understanding your mind, releasing negativity, fears, limitations, and allowing you to shine. I'm going to mix psychology with neuroscience, a little bit of spirituality, and a touch of cheeky to allow you to feel amazing. So buckle up and listen up. I am so happy that you are here. And welcome to another amazing episode. I'm joined by the wonderful Dr. Scott. How are you, Scotty? I am well. The sun is shining. We're full of ideas. We haven't had a chat for a while due to various calendar interruptions. Here we are. Let's get into it. So we thought we'd do a nice little short mark on really sort of analyzing, going into the description of what it actually means. We talk a lot about change your story, change your life, but some of the people that have followed us sort of get the juice, some don't really. So we thought we'd do a nice little episode where we just dive into what does it actually mean to change the story, change your life. Over to you, Scott. It's such, I mean, we could do, we could do a Joe Rogan podcast on this. We could talk about this for hours. What, we de- what we've defined with regards to changing your story, change your life, is changing more than just our attitudes, more than just our belief systems. It's understanding that the story that we tell ourselves or the story that runs through ourselves with regards to the four elements we've dived into, physical, nutritional, mindset, rest and recovery, is the foundational pillar off which all of those behaviours, actions, strategies, tactics, etc., is based. The question or the significance perhaps of the word story is what we want to dive into is because story, there's so much talk about story at the moment in the marketing world and we're going to have a bigger conversation about this. There's talking about your story, your origin stories. They dive into then is how there is almost a recipe for every single blockbuster movie that's ever been made follows the same principle of a story and it's a recipe for success on repeat. Yeah. So changing your story is changing more than just what goes through our head. It's what goes through our whole body. And I I know, right? And obviously, from a psychological perspective, from a hypnosis perspective, you're wired towards self-talk, narratives, what, how they drive actions and behaviours. Myself, operating from a more physical realm, I'm looking at the patterns of movement that we have, postures, actions that we take. We both love discussing and we look at food and nutrition from slightly different perspectives from our own experiences. And then rest and recovery is something that we both appreciate is grossly overlooked by most. Absolutely. But really what we mean by change your story to change your life is diving into so – it's it's even hard to define. And I had such a clear story in my head that I can't (laughs) now repeat it right now. 
is ask yourself this, go back a question then is, from a marketing perspective, they talk about story being powerful because it bypasses the logical centres of the brain. It allows you to connect to the emotion, ultimately. 100%. 100%. So around your physical, nutritional, rest and recovery and mindset story, how much of that is driven actually by emotion and not by logic? Yep. And I think that's where we really want to dive into is have people understanding that if we react to emotion, it's at best it's going to be short-term, but it's very reactionary. The question is how can we shift that to becoming more proactive? And I think that's where we both operate as health practitioners is we want to operate in the proactive realm more than in a reactive realm. Yeah, so I'm going to jump in there, and that's really great that we need to be proactive. And something that I talk a lot about pretty much in every episode is in order for you to do that, you need to actually be self-aware. So for you to be self-aware, you need to sort of stop running around, distracting, avoiding, repressing, um, overstimulating and actually sit with yourself. And when you sit with yourself, which is one of the hardest things that people can do, like, let me just say that because, uh, we have created these societies. We've created these, uh, neurochemical ways of engaging with the world that are always driven either towards pleasure or away from pain. And that leads to comfort eating. It leads to, uh, becoming addicted to work or substances or an activity. So we're constantly kind of primed to disconnect by avoiding and distracting and repressing. So I really want people to stop and take a note of how self-aware are you of your thought patterns? What are you telling yourself? What is the dialogue that you're having? What's that self-talk, that narrative, right? What are you telling yourself about your appearance? What are you telling yourself about your health? What are you telling yourself about your worth and your place in the world? All of those things are absolutely fundamental for you to understand and to be aware of, because if you're not aware, you can't change them. So, Then we go a little bit deeper and we need to understand that all of these stories are creating chemicals that are felt as emotions and that is driving our posture, that's driving our behavior, it's driving how we engage with the world. So when we talk about change your story, change your life, the reason why that is so incredibly important is because it's the fundamental engine behind everything that you do and the energy with which you take it forth. So if you have a negative story about your ability or your self-worth or your health, you're going to be dragging yourself around your life and presenting with that heavy negative energy. And I'm sure that if we had like a little webcam that followed you around, we could notice and pick that up in your posture, in the eye contact that you have with other people, in how you speak about yourself and how reactive you might be towards other people in certain situations. So self-awareness is absolutely fundamental. And then we start to really unpack how this begins to affect how you sleep, 
the quality of sleep, the choices that you're making when you're feeding yourself, the choices that you're making in movement when you get sick or you know, you're know you in pain. What do you do? What do you tell yourself? Do you immediately catastrophize and go into poor me victimhood? Do you um, not stop and overwork and make the injury worse? All of those things are absolutely crucial for you to be aware of so that you can then t- ultimately take stock and begin to challenge yourself slowly so that you can make small indents and changes for the better in the narrative that you're engaging in. And I love that you've dived into self-awareness and it's it's something that we talk about, like you said, in a lot of episodes. A quick question to try and wrap this up a wee bit. How is self-awareness impacted by the fact that humans are typically wired to take action to move away from something bad more than moving towards something good. So what's your specific question? So being self-aware is diving into what's going on in our mind Mm -hmm. and diving into that deep fundamental reasoning that we use to justify things. Yeah. Humans are wired to move away from badness more than they're wired towards moving towards goodness. Yes, survival, ultimately. Ultimately. So how is it that that, how can we shift? So obviously that's very reactive in its neurology. How can we help people be more aware to try and take those more proactive steps when our deep fundamental wiring is more of a reactive-based wiring? Got it. Amazing question, and I'm going to give you an amazing answer. Outstanding. (laughs) So ultimately, one of the biggest prescriptions that I give my population that I work with, who are heroes, by the way, because they're doing the work, is meditate, right? And the reason why I push that so much is because when you meditate, you change your brainwaves, especially hypnotic meditations. And I'm really going to push that because that goes really deep into the theta brainwave. And so when you're meditating, you're getting yourself out of that survival mode and you're beginning to do that emotional cleanse of the emotions that are constantly activating and overstimulating the central nervous system to believe that there is danger, right? So we're wired to move away from danger But nowadays, we perceive an inbox full of emails as danger. We perceive a long day of work as danger. We perceive a long commute as danger. And so when you are in that hypersensitive state of stress, you're going to perceive more things that are not actually dangerous as dangerous. So getting into a practice of regularly meditating or regularly walking and doing some really amazing breath work accompanied with it or visualization as you're walking is going to slowly begin to reduce that overactivation and overstimulation of that survival mechanism. And when you have reduced it, you have ultimately made space for you to stop and be more self-aware. And with that, you become less reactive and more responsive. And what does that mean? That means it gives you that split second or a few seconds if you begin to train yourself of if you have a situation, you can actually stop, 
and do a little very quick assessment and then respond rather than this immediate like sort of knee-jerk response of a reaction. There it is. Self-awareness being a key element to the four stories that we have regarding changing our life. I like that. So ultimately, what we want to leave our listeners with is that in order for you to begin to change anything in your life, whether that's physical, whether that's nutritional, your sleep, your mindset, your emotions, how you react, your success in your in your world, you need to be self-aware. And in order for you to have the privilege of self-awareness, you need to create that space. And in order to create that space, you need to slow down all of those stress responses that are getting you into that headspace and biochemical reaction and activation of survival mode, that fight, flight or freeze. So whatever it is that you find most helpful, whether that's meditation, whether that's yoga, whether that's exercising or breath work or listening to binaural, binaural beats, whatever it is, do it so that you can create that little space that you can sit in hopefully in a pleasant way and become self-aware and slowly begin to move through those emotions, stories that are activating a stress response because that's ultimately what you want to move away from. So self-awareness will improve our ability to respond as opposed to react. 100%. And it will also improve your ability to connect to your body to connect to your food choices, to make more self-aware changes for your sleep hygiene. So it just, it has, it's such, it's the beginning. It's the beginning and the end because it has such a beautiful impact on everything. There it is. The beginning and the end. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. We hope this has been helpful for you. And till next time. The information provided in this podcast and the opinions expressed by Kali Alfaro and all guests are simply generic. They do not take any personal cases into consideration. They should not be treated as any type of substitute for psychological, medical or health conditions. This podcast is not intended to replace diagnose or treat any health condition all information provided is simply for general well-being and does not take any individual cases into consideration. Kali Alfaro takes no responsibility for any symptoms or consequences expressed as a direct or indirect result of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.